This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome in to the Geico Outkick Studios, which is usually what I say when I am on radio. And I've been sitting here trying to make sure that we're actually off and running. So uh, this is not actually the Geico Outkick Studios. This is Outkick the Show. Uh, And my name is Clay Travis. At least I got that part right. And uh, we got a lot to get into, but I want to tell you right off the top, go sign up for FanDuel.com slash Clay and start gambling today. Pennsylvania, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, Colorado, all of those states, you can be New Jersey, well on your way to having a good time gambling. Plus, if you go sign up right now at FanDuel.com slash Clay, you get $50 free in the state of Tennessee, which hopefully is going to be launching in the near future, FanDuel.com slash Clay. Also want to encourage you, go sign up for the OutKick VIP. People are signing up hand over fist. I appreciate all of you. OutKick VIP phone line for the radio show, the ability to comment on all of our articles, OutKick events, which are starting to be planned as we speak. All of that moving in a very positive direction. We want you to help become a part of the OutKick crew and sign up for the OutKick VIP today. I went to an NFL game last night. That is something you were told by the Corona Bros would never ever be able to happen. There were only 8,400 of us. I took three kids with me, two of my own and one of their friends uh, because Jason Whitlock decided uh, at the last minute that he was invited on Tucker Carlson so he went on Tucker Carlson. So I went with the three kids. What was it like? Uh, What was it like to be at an NFL game in a stadium with 60,000 zip-tied seats so that you weren't able to actually sit in them? Let me kind of give you a picture. There was no one around us. So there was no one like I couldn't reach out. I couldn't in any way be close to anyone else. Our seats were the only ones that were available. There was nobody in front of my kids. My kids thought it was incredible Because if you've been a kid or you have kids or you remember being a kid you recall what it's like to be in a football stadium when you're not fully grown or any sporting event and there are adults in front of you oftentimes it's really hard to see. We had absolutely no issues with our sight path. Uh, It was a really cool I thought experience. I almost would be willing to pay more for a less crowded stadium. There were no bathroom lines. There were no lines for concessions. It was easy to get in and out of the parking facilities. It was easy to get into our seats. Uh, It was, I thought, a pretty enjoyable experience. I'm going back on Sunday for the Titans game against the Texans and the Titans played one of their best games that I have seen them play in forever when you consider the quality of the opponent and certainly when you factor in that they hadn't played for 16 days because of COVID. In fact, the Corona Bros took a big L from this game because the Titans played incredibly well. And there are several different takeaways from this 42-16 to win that to me sort of arose from what I think is the biggest and best game of the weekend in the NFL. First of all, the stats. This is going to blow people's mind. The stats at this point between Ryan Tannehill and Patrick Mahomes are nearly identical. All right, I want you to listen to this 
jaw-dropping statistical revelation. In their last 14 starts, Ryan Tannehill has now started 14 games for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill's record, 11-3. Patrick Mahomes' record in his last 14 starts with the Chiefs, 11-3. Passing yards, Ryan Tannehill, 3,602 passing yards for Patrick Mahomes, 3,674, nearly identical. TD to INT, Ryan Tannehill, 31 TDs, 6 interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, 28 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Passer rating, 116.7 for Tannehill, 102.3 for Mahomes. Now, the Titans gambled that what they saw from Ryan Tannehill last year was not a statistical anomaly. That he was going to be able to continue to play at a very high level and that has proven to be true through four games so far. The Titans had, I thought, a great offensive plan particularly when you consider that two of their top three wide receivers were out and their backup tight end was out. Corey Davis out with COVID Adam Humphreys out with COVID Michael Pruitt out with COVID yet still the offense dominated. In fact, I got a couple of stats about how good the offense was. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill and Packers quarterback Brett Favre are the only players in the last 30 years to complete 100% of their passes in the red zone throw three or more red zone TDs and rush for a red zone TD in a game. Again, Tannehill and Favre. Couple of other stats that are pretty wild. The Titans are the first team to score a TD on every red zone possession minimum of six red zone drives have zero turnovers and allow no sacks since the Patriots defeated the Bills 56-10 in week 11 of their undefeated 2007 season. Guys, I've watched a lot of football over the years. This Titans performance was one of the most dominant performances I have seen in a very long time. Credit to Arthur Smith the offensive coordinator for the Titans for designing a game plan that worked so well and to Mike Vrabel who even with issues preparing designed a game plan that led Josh Allen into throwing two interceptions and the Bills even though they went 13 of 17 on third down they were fantastic on third and long got absolutely whipped physically and probably emotionally. But let's talk about the physical whipping. How about that Derrick Henry stiff arm? One of the most man plays in recent NFL history against Josh Norman if you haven't seen it it was an all-timer Derrick Henry with one hand basically threw Josh Norman to the ground Uh, afterwards uh, Derrick Henry was asked about it and he said quote I've been doing a lot of curls which is an all-time line from Derrick Henry about the stiff arm and his power there To me what stood out about this game is the Bills clearly said we're not going to allow Derrick Henry to beat us and the Titans said okay then we'll beat you with Ryan Tannehill and a receiving core with a lot of different injuries. Now Tannehill wasn't flawless. He nearly pulled a Martin Gramatica and tore his ACL scoring on a late scramble. He tried to pose as he dove into the end zone as he leapt into the end zone and the landing was not smooth and it would have been totally Titans-like for him to have torn his ACL. But 
I want you to think about this for a minute. The Titans play against the Texans this weekend. Very good chance to win that game and get to 5-0. and If 5-0 and happens there then we are talking about a team that would continue to hold first place in the AFC with the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town for what would be an epic matchup potentially of undefeated teams if the Steelers can beat the Browns this weekend. So this is worth paying attention to. The Titans, my friends, are for real and I've been waiting a long time for the Titans to be back. I just want them to stay healthy now. I'm a believer in Ryan Tannehill. I'm a believer in Mike Vrabel. I'm a believer in Arthur Smith. I think this team is going to be pretty outstanding. And as a part of that, I have got my top five and my bottom five in the NFL for everybody to be able to agree or disagree with. All right, are you ready? Here are the five best NFL teams in my humble opinion. Best team in the NFL right now through five weeks of the NFL season, Green Bay Packers. Second best team in the NFL through five weeks of the season, the Seattle Seahawks. Not a surprise here that Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson who are probably the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now would be at the top of my list the two NFC undefeated teams Packers-Seahawks 1-2. In the third spot it's going to surprise some people but I've got the Tennessee Titans. The Titans now up to my third spot as being after beating the Bills I think they have the best win of any team in the AFC right now who is undefeated. In the four spot I have got the Steelers. These two could be having an undefeated matchup in two weeks. And then in the five spot I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Why do I have the Chiefs at five? Because their performance against the Ravens was so dominating. I think what we're dealing with with the Chiefs a little bit right now is sort of an apathy. They know that they're good. They're the defending Super Bowl champs. There's a little bit of a hangover there. If they have somebody who can really challenge them they get geeked up for that matchup but otherwise they are not fired up to be there and so I would uh, put the Chiefs right now at number 5 overall but I still think they're the most likely team to win the Super Bowl. Bottom 5. The list of sadness. You never want to be on the list of sadness. I've got the Jags at the 28th spot. I've got the Broncos at 29. By the way, they might get a lock back and if that happens then maybe the Broncos can make a little bit of a run. And then the bottom three I think most people would agree with. The Falcons have fired Dan Quinn. Poor Atlanta sports fans. We'll get to the Braves in a minute which are maybe providing some solace. I've got the Falcons at the 30th spot. The Giants and the Jets. New York football has never been worse. I've got the Giants and the Jets at 31 and 32. The Braves are up 2-0 on the Dodgers. The Braves have now won seven straight postseason games. Unheard of when you consider their typical run of futility. 3-28 all time. That's in a seven game series when someone goes down 0-2. They have only won three series out of 31 all time and so the Braves took a commanding lead when they managed to avoid pulling an Atlanta sports franchise and giving away a big bottom of the ninth inning lead. We will see what happens in game three today. The Braves have a chance if they win it to take complete control of this series. Obviously the Rays on the other side up 3-0 on the Astros are very close to closing the door there. Le'Veon Bell has been released by the Jets. This was yet another 
running back signing that made no sense when you actually look at the numbers and I've got some of those numbers for you right now. Uh, The situation. When you look at what the Jets paid for Le'Veon Bell they paid $34,869 per rushing yard. $34,869 per rushing yard and they said uh, they released their own statement about why they made that decision. Uh, it was a, uh, a decision that basically they weren't getting their money's worth and also nobody was willing to trade for Le'Veon Bell which I think is a big part of this story as well. And so going forward I think everybody who criticized Mike Tomlin over the decision to let Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown leave the, the Steelers needs to apologize for sure because the Steelers are 4-0 for the first time in 41 years and they are rolling. Antonio Brown is not in this league and Le'Veon Bell will probably be in the league but he is a mediocre running back at this point in time. The Steelers have continued to thrive and both Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell have essentially fallen right off the face of the football universe. We got a big story up. I would encourage all of you to go read it about Art Bryles and Baylor. Art Bryles is an unfortunate victim of football cancel culture where the media didn't do any of their homework they got involved in all sorts of salacious details and they didn't actually do the most bare bones research and Baylor made the decision even though Art Bryles had done nothing wrong to throw him to the social media mob a social media mob that won't even allow Art Bryles to coach in the CFL that won't allow him to get a college job at all and as a result Purdue and LSU were both interested in hiring Art Bryles and then a untrue Wall Street Journal article came out. We did a lot of reporting on this. We read a lot of depositions that otherwise have not been covered or written about. I'm proud of the work that we did on this story at OutKick. I would encourage you to go read it at OutKick.com. If I were an athletic director right now I would have no qualms about hiring Art Bryles based on what I have seen the members of the Baylor Board of Regents be saying in depositions. I would not have any qualms about hiring Art Bryles based on what has been said about the situation at Baylor in general. I believe that what happened was Art Bryles was a convenient scapegoat. It was easy for Baylor to throw him to the mob and what's disappointing to me is the number of people in media who won't do basic research who won't look at the most basic facts before they make determinations about what stories are worthy and not worthy of being discussed. Again, I trust you guys. I bring you facts. I bring you the details and I say here is what I believe based on these stories. If I get facts wrong then I am quick to acknowledge them. We can disagree on opinions but we should have a common set of facts. This is very, very important to me and I think we are doing fantastic work of that at OutKick. Putting real facts in context understanding what is really going on Art Bryles has been taken advantage of by a lazy media culture that wanted to find someone who was a villain and label him as an awful person even though the facts don't add up. Baylor paid out Art Bryles in the depositions that we reviewed they acknowledged that they found absolutely no wrongdoing involving him. This is one of the great flaws of recent sports media culture 
in the way that Art Bryles was treated as the Baylor story blew up. LSU Florida has been postponed uh, until the end of the year because of some positive tests at Florida. Uh, Right now it appears that Vanderbilt-Missouri as well will be postponed those two games and that would mean that the SEC in their first four weeks if they're able to continue to play games would be able to get 26 out of 28 of their first four week games in. If those numbers hold that would be an extraordinary start to the season for the SEC. They have been smart and built in additional bye weeks into this season to allow later games to be played. Here's the challenge and this is a big challenge. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten don't have that luxury. So if the Pac-12 or the Big Ten have issues with their teams playing they don't have bye weeks built in to be able to make up for the games that they might otherwise miss. And so in addition to doing virtually everything right in terms of the timing the SEC right now uh, looks like they're going to be able to get right at 26 out of 28 of the first four week games they've had scheduled. That is pretty phenomenal. Some of these games may not matter. LSU Florida may matter. It may not. Uh, Certainly I think it's highly unlikely that Vanderbilt against Missouri is going to matter in terms of crowning a champion. Really it's going to be intriguing to watch. The Corona Bros are all hot and excited over some of the positive tests that are coming out of college but here's what's important about this. They told you that players were going to be very sick that coaches were going to be very sick. We have not seen a single athlete or a single coach in season so far that has had to be hospitalized. In fact, hardly any of them have had any health conditions at all. It's the exact opposite of what the Corona Bros told you was going to happen. And I keep hammering this because it's such an incredibly important fact. Here is the data from the CDC on danger if you actually end up getting infected. 0 to 19 years old 99.997% survival rate. 20 to 49 years old 99.98% survival rate. 50 to 69 years old 99.5% survival rate. Even if you are over 70 your survival rate is 94.6%. I took my family to the Bills-Titans games because I think it's important to teach kids how to handle risk how to analyze danger how to think like intellectual lions as opposed to like intellectual sheep. We have created in this country a society where people think like sheep. It doesn't matter what the facts are social media is creating a generation of sheep the likes of which we have never seen before. People who don't ask basic questions. People who get upset if their belief system is in any way challenged. People who are allergic to facts. I think it's Democrats. I think it's Republicans. I think it's people in general. It's scary to me because we need to have a common set of facts upon which we all rely. Finally, I don't know what's going to happen with this story but I'm incredibly troubled by the responses that I'm seeing from executives at Facebook and potentially from Twitter and other social media companies. The New York Post published a story saying that Joe Biden had had a meeting with a top Ukrainian business official to advance Hunter Biden's interest. Joe Biden claimed that that had never happened at all. There is an email that the New York Post has published from a Ukrainian official 
thanking uh, for that meeting having been sent, set up. Allegedly, Hunter Biden's laptop ended up at this, uh, at this computer place and all of these emails were found. The Department of Justice potentially has it right now. This is potentially a major story. Whether you believe it or not, Joe Biden should have to address it and the fact that anybody in a tech company is trying to keep this story from spreading is clear uh, indication that they are potentially choosing sides. The New York Post says they can't even post a story about this right now on the tech platforms. This is why it matters. If you are a tech platform you are allowed to avoid liability for what is posted on your forums, right? What other people post. At OutKick, we are liable for what we post. At the New York Post, they are. At the New York Times. At CBS. At all of these different media corporations, you, when you exercise editorial control over the content that you distribute, you don't get the ability to avoid libel defamation law. But these platforms argue that they are not editorializing. And I talked about this recently when Jason Whitlock wrote an article and Twitter said it was sexist. They didn't say some people were saying it was sexist. They said it was sexist. That is editorializing. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. But what I get troubled by is incredibly powerful social media sites claiming that they aren't choosing sides when they are clearly choosing sides with what stories they allow to be distributed and what stories they do not allow to be distributed. All of these crazy stories about the Steele dossier and all of the wild allegations against Donald Trump were widely distributed on social media. How now with this New York Post story which seems much more legitimate in nature than anything from the Steele dossier is social media deciding that they won't allow it to be shared when they have allowed all sorts of more outlandish things to be shared about the Trump administration. I am very much for content neutral rules. You cannot have a marketplace of ideas and a fair battle for those ideas unless you have content neutral rules that you apply. Just because you don't like Donald Trump or for that matter just because you don't like Joe Biden doesn't mean that you should adjust the rules for them. The rules should be the same for all politicians and everyone who is in public life. If you are adjusting those rules then you are not a platform you are a publisher and that means that you should be liable for what occurs on your platform. This is a major issue And I understand that it's complicated for many people but I'm putting my lawyer hat on here and telling you why as a First Amendment absolutist this matters a great deal to me. It's an argument I've been making for years. Content neutral decisions are important when tech platforms have close to monopolistic power. And so this story needs to be able to be shared widely and people need to be able to comment on it in a positive or a negative way in order for this to be considered a fair marketplace of ideas where everyone is equally able to participate. I love all of you. Go sign up for the OutKick VIP. We represent the First Amendment uh, wing of the First Amendment. We are also always going to be there battling for you to share stories that we think are important, fun, smart, original, and authentic. I am Clay Travis. Congrats to the Titans on their big win. 
I can't wait to see what's going to happen this weekend going forward in college football and in the NFL and good luck Braves chop on let's mix it up tonight against the Dodgers see if we can go up 3-0 DBAP unless you need to SBAP my name is Clay Travis this has been Outkick the Show and I will be back with you guys tomorrow morning 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern as always lock it in slash Live is off today but I hope you followed the bets last night as the Titans covered with ease plus three and a half and the over hit we'll have some more good picks for you the rest of the week DBAP unless you need to SBAP go sign up fanduel.com slash clay gambling is coming to the state of Tennessee soon this has been Outkick the show I want you to look closely and deeply into my eyes that kiss is for you haters I couldn't have done it without you thanks for making me rich I'll see you guys tomorrow